gross steak. Back at it. Back at it like a crack addict. Oh, fuck yeah. With a fat rabbit on a craftmatic. (laughs) Air mattress. Ah, man. Sup, nutsacks. (laughs) Uh, You know, we come in and we come out whenever we damn please. It's your boy, Kevin Minetti, with... And it's... The, the MC Miles I'm, having lots of fun and we're going fucking crazy. Episode I'm doing a Cypress Hill impression there. Yeah, well, you know, you good. were doing it. <laughs> it's really good. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, you are listening to, luckily for you, High Concept episode, some number under ten. Probably, probably eight. Probably eight. Under ten, I know that for I sure. Would, hey, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't bet with those odds, the mm-hmm. odds of us knowing it. So we stumbled on upon even more what I want this podcast to be about. The high concept goal is... Underage women? Okay. Well, <laughs> that was after we stopped recording. Uh, what we want this podcast to be about is, you know, we're trying to find the perfect high concept movie. A movie that you can explain in one sentence and... Every bit of it works, and it's fun, and it's awesome. And we kind of stumbled upon, I don't know, on our, you know, Mount Rushmore of movies we've watched so far, I would put this up there as pretty, pretty dank. We watched The Babysitter's Club. Uh, cult Adventures classic. Babysitter? Adventures of Babysitting? Adventures <laughs> of Babysitting. Babysitter's Club is the, the book. The book, the yeah, book that, the books. Yeah, Nancy That's Drew. Kind of slap, yeah, yeah. Adventures in Babysitting. Adventures in Babysitting. Um, starring Elizabeth no, I'm Shue. Not sure. No, it is. It is <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting, and uh, it's basically one of those like in the mid '80s. There was the crave of having a movie where it was just like the span of one day or one night. That's all. It's like less than 24 hours. The high concept of it is: is this girl has to babysit two kids because the love of her life bailed on her, and uh, she gets into crazy shenanigans going into town to pick up her friend who's yeah. lost at the train station. Yeah, bus station. Bus station. Lost at the bus. They you're, never would. They never would have known. <laughs> they never would have known until they watched the movie, and then they could go. Oh man. yeah, that's what. That's how you do it, dude. I it might have been a. It might have been one of those dual bus train stations. Huh? Yeah, yeah, one you of those. Know? <laughs> yeah, those those rail buses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I really like this movie. I just want to go off. Yeah, who, who? Come on, who who couldn't like this movie? It's like it's just. Directed by it's, Christopher Columbus, the guy who directed Home Alone. Discovered America. Discovered America. Dude, honestly, un, we didn't know this. We didn't do this on purpose. But Columbus Day. Columbus Day. We're recording about this event directed by Columbus. The Columbus Baby. Columbus, the day after Columbus Day. That yeah. can't be. Come on. Was it? I don't know. I think I think yes. I don't know. My, my days are molding together. Who cares? Who cares, really? I care. A little bit. Okay. We'll get our facts straight one of these days. But you liked it. Dude, who couldn't like it? It's the freaking... It's just a good movie. It's just... It's just a good movie. It's got everything you want. It's got it's got a it's got all those '80s tropes. You got multicultural gangs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got yeah. You got your multicultural gangs doing stuff that no gang would ever do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, you got you got absurd side characters mm-hmm. that, that the are... best friend who's way hypersexualized. Oh yeah, he's a twelve year old hypersexualized kid carrying yeah, just, around his dad's Playboy. Yeah, just a bro. Which on a, a, a sub note though. Like, I don't know anybody whose, like, dad just had Playboys lying around the house. Was that... 
I don't think it was he had him lying around the house. I think you you never you never just got into some stuff that you yeah, but not from my like dad. Well, yeah, not I mean not as playboys obviously, but like. But you that's ever, that's what he you never at least found whatever. Like your dad's your dad's like sex pills. No, <laughs> really, no. I found my dad's like I, maybe, nudes of my mom. Maybe oh what the? <laughs> I, was, I was like oh he he keeps yeah he kept them in his uh, sock drawer just nudes of my mom like like like, like, like printed a, out like eight by eight framed pictures like a like, like a like got, a, like a like a, like a polar a polaroid yeah he took polaroids yeah. of your mom like she's like twenty five or something I was like ah. Next to his dick pills. Jesus. <laughs> he just keeps him in his sock. What was more alarming for you? The dick pills or the naked pictures of your mom? Honestly, the dick pills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was about to say. Honestly, the dick pills. I'd be more proud like, of my dad if he didn't eat that. Because <laughs> you know that's what you're going towards one day. You know what's weird? You always see... you. This is... We're totally going on. I know. Here. It's but fine. Gonna, they like it. They like it. <laughs> you always see your... Like... Any guy I talk to, you've always seen your dad's dick at least once, right? When I was a kid, because I used right. to take a shower. You see it at least once. Yeah. Never see your mom's pussy. Mm. No. I'm glad. Why not? <laughs> I'm gl- well. I'm not saying I want to, but it's just, yeah. it's just, I feel like they're doing it on purpose at that point. Now I'm starting to think maybe. They are. The, guy, <laughs> the they dads are, are kind of. American society. I think dads are kind of. Our parents talk to them. Mm-hmm. You, you got to go to the government. You got to go to the government building. I think, well, no. I in your think local town. Showing their dominance. And they give you. Notes on how to be a parent. It's just a dominance thing. Just a, it's not even it's not government. It's just primal. Okay. It's just I don't know. It's a, I guess it's testosterone. Back to a movie about babysitting. It's a little bit. It's a, it's a good segue. I'm trying. It's a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh you know it, it, it's an '80s movie that gets away with shit that we couldn't say nowadays. You know people complain that movies now are too violent. But you're never going to have a character talk to a, a woman and be like, Oh, what? Are you going to rape me? In a PG movie with kids. Because he got in trouble with her. I don't even really remember the context. I wish yeah, I could... she was, yeah, she was a little pissed. Yeah, the whole thing was uh, she, she was trying to go into the city and the guy was being like that. The tow truck guy? The, no, Redhead was being a... Anthony was, Rapp, the actor. Yeah, Anthony remember. Rapp was being a dick. And she... Was like, ah, I'm gonna give you the worst punishment I can think of as soon as I get back. And then he was like, You're gonna rape me? You're gonna rape me? <laughs> Which is like, I'm the director or the writer, you know, just like had to write that down. 12 year old boy gets excited about rape. Yeah. <laughs> In a sexual fanized way. But it's funny. It's it was funny. funny. You laughed. Yeah, because it's, it's jarring. Because it's, it's jarring. That's what comedy that's is. That's what though. comedy is. You it throws you off it. your kilter, yeah. yeah. But that's what, there's a bunch of good com- comedic beats that work out. Even, like, the Playboy, you know, so in the, they're driving to the city before they get their flat tire that derails the whole story. He, you know, the, the horny friend pulls out a Playboy that he stole from his dad. And you're like, why? Why is this important at all? And then uh, the kid that she's babysitting who's in love with Elizabeth Shue, he's embarrassed, so he throws it out the window. And then when they finally meet up with the bad guys, because they, like, one way or another get into their lair, and, you know, as they're, like, trying to sneak out, he notices a Playboy. And, like, in his mind, he's like, oh, I need to get the same issue, Miss March, Playboy, yeah. for my dad. Owned by, the, owned by the black and Italian mafia. Black and Italian mafia, <laughs> as we all know, is run Cleveland has. <laughs> the black Italian and Hispanic But there's a mafia. payoff for that, because he grabs the Playboy, and in the Playboy is the secret notes that the gang needs. Yeah. Which, of course, that makes... No sense. Makes no sense. 
But the fact that they brought up the Playboy was ridiculous. But then there was a payoff for it. Yeah, the whole movie is... Um, it's just a series of just like... I, how I picture it are just like these like lines, Com- like yes. trails. Yeah. But they always... They go every which way, like circling, intertwining... But they always connect. It's, it's like vin- perfect it's like circles. It's like scene vignettes of like what this one scene is about them going into like a black jazz club and how are they going to get out of that? Yeah, everything right? closes off. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's, it's everything. It's like a, you know, like a, uh, like a time travel movie, mm-hmm. like how they have to make sure like you got to close the loop. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Everything is always like they like could have shot. They could have shot any scene in the movie. And like later, as a short, as a short and later yeah. the director or the editor would pick where the where in that scene would go in the movie. Exactly. And that's what editing is, you know, how yeah. it flows and stuff like that. But it's, it's also not, good writing, too. It's great writing. Yeah. And each scene really has, like, just like we said, like, good comedic beats. You know, like, it's kind of crazy and absurd to hear, but it's like, it, they, they work. Yeah. How, how, you know something? I, I want to know how well-received the movie was uh, in its time. I don't. You know, I mean, it's now. Know, it's more regarded as a cult classic. Well, that's what I'm saying because yeah. I don't know how much of it I liked was because the comedy was. It was unex, The comedy came because it was unexpected. But was it only unexpected to me because I was so? I'm so used to like not having kids talk about, about rape. Yeah, just or just the fact that throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. they're always comparing this like 17 year old girl. To a Playboy, Playboy model, yeah. Centerfold. Everybody who runs into her, yeah, is just a horny guy who, of course, is looking at the same Playboy yeah. this March. You know, it was like, is that funny to me? Because I'm just so I was like, well, I didn't think that would happen. Well, no, I mean that's just, but like, or in the it, '80s, are they like, yeah, well, of course you bang a 17 year old. Everybody wants to. <laughs> that's only talking the '80s too. Like, Sex was just different. And of course you bang a 17 year old. It's like the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Follow my joke, man. Come on, man. This is freaking 80s, man. I don't know how people in the 80s talked. I think that was like 60s I was doing. Uh, I think like the surfer bro kind of expanded. The, the dude, the bodegas, you know, the righteous. Um, mm. Fun words. Bogus. Bogus. Um, you know, like just words for cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like that embodied it's basically just the early Keanu Reeves. Early Keanu Reeves, yeah. <laughs> he came out on the scene hot mm-hmm. with uh, Bill and Ted's, and that shaped the eighties diction for a ten years straight. Oh shit! Yeah, come on now. Righteous, totally righteous, bro. Radical. <laughs> I um, I'm proud to say I did not fall asleep during this movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. For the people at home, that is a... That's a pretty good compliment. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Because I was sipping back in a couple uh, Dos Equis, mind you. A couple you. doses, doses. A, couple, uh, a couple of that fish, was that fish beer? You know, the one with the fish on it? Mm-hmm. That Sculpin. That Sculpin. Yeah. That was pretty tasty. I had one Sculpin. I had like eight beers. <laughs> it was supposed to be an easy <laughs> just, night. Just it was supposed to be like one beer turned into like a, a full-on... Just drunk bender. I didn't even see where they came from. I know. I was just sucking them down. Well, I gave you one, so I don't know. But I don't think it was a dose. No, I gave you a dose Eki. You're drunk, dude. Oh, You're Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but speaking of drunk. Yeah? I was drunk on all the fun that those kids were getting into. I mean, everything was just, everything you were just like, how are they going to get out of this one? Mm-hmm. And they always managed to get out of it in a quirky 
cool way. That was it was honestly like just it toes this line of of like almost hacky that it's just like nice. It's just campy. You know what I mean? Like it could be, but they're always like they always put in a little something to be like, oh, we tricked you. And it, it's weird, like. I, I, when I think of campy movies, I feel like the decade where campy campy movies work the most are the '80s. Something about it, you know, it's like where the slasher movie was invented or made, you know, made better and stuff like that. You make a campy movie now, the way that it's shot, they don't focus on like what is hacky in a good way. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm running short on examples, but like I just feel like the '80s dominated in just like these campy, over the top screwball comedies, and that's kind of what it is. It's an adventure. You know, it's it's a it's a fun movie about like you know because the '80s were you know about high school, like The Breakfast Club, Bears Brewers Day Off, Pretty in Pink, so on and so forth. You know, it's like everybody felt like a high schooler in the '80s, whether or not they were. There are other important movies in the '80s, but it's not like we're looking back at them in generations. Well, when we look at the '80s, we 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 look at movies of like really for me people look down like big film buffs look down upon the 80s because it wasn't really big movies of substance it was blockbuster movies and adventure movies your indiana jones you know your, your star wars and stuff like that. your favorite bueller, bueller. Just more fun blockbuster popcorn movies mm -hmm. than like you know schindler's list that like changed cinema forever mm -hmm. but like i i'm a simple dude and i would way rather sit down and enjoy a movie where you know a girl has to get through the city and overcome obstacles with like multiracial gangsters <laughs> are trying to legitimately kill them because that's okay in the 80s so you know the audience is going to accept that you like a movie where you, where you sit down and you're like well, how the heck are these kooky kids going to get out of this one kooky kids going to get out of this crazy situation <laughs> it's, it's crazy also also you got to say one thing feminist movie it is a feminist movie you know uh, this is how you make Director of Ocean's Eight. This look at Adventures in Babysitting. That's how you make a feminist movie. You got the kid, you know, like the little girl mm -hmm. is just a super into Thor. Thor yeah. She's like, oh wow. She, Thor. Yeah, she's not, you know, fitting into normal gender role of like a girl who of like a nine year old girl who wants to play with Barbies or whatever. No, she's obsessed with Thor, and that's like her one. It's not annoying either. It's not yeah. like a stupid character arc for her. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not even like, and she's obsessed with it, but. She, it doesn't. You only. We only say that because her room has Thor and stuff all and over. She and, like, Thor characters, yeah. and she has a Thor helmet. And she has a helmet, but she's not like you know overly, you know, being like I'm not like other girls. girls. Yeah, it's just who she is. She doesn't have to do that. Yeah, there's no. And then even that, they don't even talk about it. Even that pays off because when they need to get the car at the end of the movie, that the car that got the flat tire that they didn't have enough money to pay for, they go to the garage owned by. Vincent D'Onofrio, another connection of high concept. Mm -hmm. Maybe you remember him as the bad guy from The Cell, people, dink, dink. Yeah, we're all about connecting. And he was a stallion in the 80s. Golden blonde hair, and he did look like it, Thor. He looked a little goofy. He looked like. goofy, <laughs> but that's the movie, you know? And she's like, she's convinced that he's Thor, and her cuteness makes him, you know, become a softie. And even though they don't have enough money to get the car, her innocence, he's like, oh, the D'Onof yields to cute you know a cute little girl who who worships him even though he comes off as a hard ass at the beginning of the scene yeah. he changes he has a he's <laughs> a character development in five minutes it's fun my favorite thing about him is that the whole time that this girl 
this little child is going like, oh, you're Thor. He's just like, he, he, there's no part of him that's like, I'm not Thor. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's just like, like, he's like almost buying yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I might be Thor. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, she's just like, you go, you go and save the world. What is this girl talking about? He's just, he's just so confused, even though they just, they tell him, like, they're like, oh, she thinks you're this comic she's, book character, she has, she's a kid. She's stupid. We were in a car accident earlier. I We've think gone through a lot of trauma, yeah. That's not a real helmet she's wearing. Got chased around by a guy with a hook arm, you know, like, one, it's, you gotta watch. I, we're spewing a lot of... I, I really like how they do it, though, where it's just like, how these, uh, how these they're kids, right? They're suburban kids, and they're going into the city. Mm-hmm. And the I feel like the director did a really good job of making the characters they meet in the city, the adults they meet, mm-hmm. um, Keep like talking, they make the adults they meet seem like uh, like monsters. You know, almost like whenever you see like. Uh, Almost like, you know, like, almost when you're watching an adventure movie, and you're like, oh, like, here's the next monster, like, uh, the next, like, thing we gotta get through. Mm -hmm. The kids see it as that, but it's just, but then it it always turns out to just be some comic old guy. You know what it is? It's like, it's almost, like, modeled off of, like, Homer's Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Because it's basically just a map that they're going through. Right. Each scene is a different stage. And they get lost. Just like, yeah, they get lost due to the the obstacles they face. Obstacles that they face. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, we're readers. We, dude, we're kind of... Is this a smart episode? Smart, the smart pod. Are we the smart? It's a smart pod. Do, 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 do. Smart pod. Smart pod. You're welcome. Smart house. Uh, uh, you know what I meant? Smart guy? Smart, yeah. Smart, smart house is also a movie. Smart house was also Disney. Not so smart, I guess. Both yeah, we Disney. should do smart house. We should do smart house next That's time. <laughs> the house tries to kill kids. Yeah. And the dad. Yeah, let's go. No, but yeah, but it's like, I think the thing that's good about it is that it's a, like, this is what a family movie should be Mm -hmm. like, where it's got adult themes in it, but they don't treat it like, like, they they treat it like, yeah, like, kids, they they treat the, like, kids like they know about these things, because most kids do, they learn it Mm -hmm. in school, like, in a public school, I remember I was in public school, a dude just came up to me, first day of middle school, he was like, hey man, look at this, and he was just showing me porn. Yeah. That like that's such a welcoming welcome to middle school asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 12. Yeah, he's just showing me porn. So I was like, I knew what, you know. But I've never seen a boo before, and now I'm looking at full blown. Yeah, pictures. I'm looking at a guy plowing some Asian three, lady. <laughs> three Asian chicks. Yeah, and the, so it's just like yeah, this movie. I feel like everybody understands it at some level. A lot of movies and a lot of like like you know like teen Nickelodeon shows or whatever. Like it's not real. Like kids. Kids swear. Kids talk about like real life shit. You yeah, know? kids don't call people spazatrons. No, they call them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do they call them? They call them. They call them fucking gay tarded. In the eighties. In the eighties. <laughs> I think that was the first insult I was given. Gay tarded. You, you're gay tarded. Yeah, they're like you're gay tarded. Man, that's that's do- that's loaded. <laughs> that's very loaded. <laughs> it's like it had an apostrophe. Uh-huh. In it. <laughs> I, I, They're like, hey, I just learned how to use apostrophes and make compound words. Gay-tarded. Dude, that's like... That's crazy. It's powerful. That's some powerful that's stuff. <laughs> but I don't know. I will, You know, you could sell this movie in like so many different ways. Like, you know, b- the poster of it, 
it, it it's cool. It's selling itself. It like looks like a serial, like a serial like nineteen twenties action film, like where like Indiana Jones is basically a serial. It, it's like sold like that, like it's an action. Like the the cover art is like actually a scene at the end of the movie, so it makes sense. It's not just like a bunch of other arts. It's like her on a building holding a rope with the kids on her back because she's like actually trying to save the girl. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when she gets, you know, she's on the roof for whatever reason, you know. I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but like, uh, yeah, it's, it's just easily, it's easy. Spoiled? Who cares? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> she's on the roof. They die. They, yeah, basically, the, all the kids die. One of the kids dies. This, the sweet innocent child dies. <laughs> hey, the Thor kid. She thought she could fly. She jumps out the window looking for the hammer. It's pretty cute. And you know, it was tasteful death though. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it was a tasteful death scene. And that's something that's how you kids do. don't get nowadays. Mm-hmm. Tasteful death scenes? Kids can die. Tasteful child death in a film. <laughs> kids die, and sometimes high school girls get banged out by college guys. Yeah. Also, also happens in this movie. <laughs> they go to a frat party, and um, they, they make it okay because, you know, the Anthony, the horny, Anthony Rapp, the horny friend, while everybody else is chugging beer, he's like drinking milk. You know, it's like, oh, that's what a kid would do at a frat party. No, he'd probably get wasted. Yeah. You know, they, they, they can't cross well, they, every they, sensor. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, made him, they made him drink, uh, he was, well, he was drinking popcorn. Popcorn, he they was, were, He yeah. was drinking popcorn, uh, but they were like, don't worry, guys, we still got you. And then he makes out with some uh, hot-ass chick. Yes, yeah. was hot, so double sorority girl. So double. Sorority groupie. Or uh, frat groupie. She's there. Probably a sorority girl. Yeah, she was a sorority girl, but she was very obviously, like... Getting, getting, tossed, yeah. getting tossed around. Yeah. She was a homie hopper. She was a homie hopper. That's what we're saying in the biz. Because one of the frat bros wanted to kill her. Kill him. Yeah. For, yes, homie hopper. That's that's a beautiful image. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I grew up around literary geniuses. It was the same guy that taught me that, taught me gay tarted. Was you, your dad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you gotta use more words. No, but I mean, it's hard to make, and every, all the kids in this movie work. Like, even the old kid, the oldest um, kid she's babysitting, I forget his name in the movie. But, like, even he, like, there's not much to his character at all. He's just obsessed with Elizabeth Shue, because he's a freshman, she's a senior. It's never gonna work out, buddy. Yeah. What are you doing? You're being babysat by a senior, you lose. Yeah, what did, come on. But like, there's you're, never, you're not getting any, you're not getting any punyan. Yeah, I mean, but any I know you remember this scene. It's like when he first finds out. When, when, no, when she comes over for uh, to introduce, like I'm babysitting you guys, and then she's like, he's like, yeah, I'm having a friend sleepover, and just that like that like look he gives her. I'm just like, I'm such a badass. I'm having a sleepover. Yeah. <laughs> with my twelve year old. As friend. he as he chews on a crunch bar. <laughs> yeah. He just seductively like, chews crunch bar. He just like somehow manipulates his eyebrows to like show how impressive he is. Got a weird. Obs- I mean, he's he's his comedic talent. Is what I'm he's saying. got comedic talent. He's probably going to be really funny because he's already got a penchant for eating like eating too many sweets. He's going to mm-hmm. get fat and get acne. Um, he uh, he's getting babysat at fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl he likes uh, makes out with a guy, another guy right in front of him. I mean, he's just. Born, he, he uh, he's born to be a loser. He's gonna, he, he's already, and he's sarcastic. He's gonna be, he's gonna be funny. He's got a, he needs a defense mechanism to get out of his shell, as most comics do. Oh yeah. How do we know Not that? Us. We're just funny. We're alphas. just fucking. People love us. We're just fucking funny alphas. We're the men. 
What a man. Fucking male comics. But, you know. Cisgender. I feel like Christopher, Chris Columbus, not Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus, the director. He, he. Fine, not he, the same guy? It might be. Who knows? One revered in American history books. The other. Hey, they're both murderers. <laughs> but, um, no, I, he, he works well with, like, in. In, like, kid movies. Like, he knows how to work with, like, child actors and bring the best out of them, like he did in Home Alone. And he directed, like, the first three Harry Potter movies. So, like, in all in all these films, it's like he, he's very good at, like, being able to, like, I don't know, communicate with kids and see them at a level that, like, you know, the film, like, we see their point of view and we understand them, their angst yeah. and their problems and stuff like that. And it's, like, it's it's a skill that you wouldn't really think about, but it, it's it's fun to watch when it's yeah. done well. I've tried directing. Like, I've directed some sketches. Mm-hmm. Just, the like, directing actors that are already adults is so hard. Like, I, I can't I imagine. How, how hard would it be to get a child to make out with a, <laughs> An adult with a woman, woman yeah. 10 years just older show, than him? <laughs> just show you. And it was, and, like, it's awkward and it's uncomfortable now, but, like... He's kind of doing a good job. Yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> he's doing great, man. Like, I don't think I could be good at. I would just. I would not be good at telling a kid. Yeah, just make out with her, but then like you know be. I wonder because that actor Anthony Rapp, he's he's gay, and I wonder if that's when he realized he was gay, <laughs> making out with a girl ten years older, his senior. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I'm good. I like the I like the other guy. I like, I like the other guy. Friend. I like the guy who tried to kick my ass <laughs> for making out with his girl. He, he he really fell in love with the character when he found out. That Anthony Rapp found found out that uh, his whole goal in the first uh, opening part of the movie is to hang out with his friend and jerk off in the same room. Just that was his goal <laughs> really like for the that. night. Everybody has a goal. Yeah. She wants the little girl wants to meet Thor. Um, the the older kid wants to bang the babysitter. It's his hero's best friend. Journey. Hero's journey. Everybody, hero's journey. It, it's great. He wants to jerk off with his friend, but then but that's always what writers want. You always want a but when you're writing. But, but his uh, the hot chick that he wants to jerk off to that's going to be sleeping downstairs has to leave. So what does he have to do? He has to leave what he's comfortable with and find something else to jerk off to, maybe in a corner or in a bathroom during their adventure. And that's, that's I mean, that's good writing. It is good writing. And, uh, you know, what is an 80s movie without, like, the douchebag that you hate from the first time you see him? But it's not proven until the end of the movie. Perfect douchebag, Bradley Whitford, who's the bad guy in Billy Madison, the guy who she's obsessed with. You know, first he comes in with his like leather jacket and a Ferrari. He's just thirty-five. Years thirty-five year old kid. Thirty-five year old high school senior. <laughs> making out with this sixteen-year-old girl. A um, little uncomfortable. The eighties were a weird time. But um, <laughs> in his uh, fleshed-out Ferrari with his license plate, so cool. We know what you're doing, director. We, you don't want us to like this guy. We, we're never going to like this guy. And then it, it pays off in the end when you find out he ditched her to go on a date with a way uglier chick. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to yeah. put me up. He took on a nice date, too. He was suited up. He was suited up. He went to a French restaurant. That's a weird thing. Maybe, I don't know, Like that's a weird, that's not like a, 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 a fuckboy of today move. To take a to take a your side piece do people, on a better date, yeah, than the hotter than the girl hotter girl. What are you with. doing? And, and, and you know, and his every every character has a reason why he's not gonna he's going on this because she's easier. You know, he wants to actually get laid. Yeah, and, what's and he the, say? He says uh, he says Elizabeth Shue 
Well, he doesn't call it. Yeah. <laughs> he slipped off. They let it happen in the movie. It's weird. Elizabeth's shoes locked at the knees. And he, I think he even says something about no Oscars for her, which I thought was really interesting. It's pretty to weird. Put in, yeah. put in the movie. But yeah. And we all know she did. She did, um, audience members. So go fuck yourself. Well, I, I mean, to be fair, though, I do kind of sympathize with his character. Yeah. A little bit. You yeah, know, I mean, he I is a douchey guy. Yeah. But he's also like. He just wants to get laid. He also wants to get laid. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, he, you know, he should tell, you know, he should be like, hey. Hey, listen. You know. If we're not, if this isn't going anywhere, i.e., you Listen, I'm 35. I yeah. can't spend my time not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working so hard disguising myself as a 16-year-old to hang out at your high school to eventually bang you. Like, there's going to be a point in time when I'm not going to be publicly allowed to bang 17-year-olds. And that time's slowly approaching. So I can't spend this time trying to, you know, ease you into this for years. That's what he's thinking, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, we know who you uh, sympathize with in the movie or who you, who your character is. I, I'm, I'm, Mine? I'm still mulling over who I am, you know, because I, I like too many of these characters and I identify with a bunch of these characters. I didn't say I identified with them. Yeah. I just said I, I, I identified with a part of him mm-hmm. that he's like, yeah, of course I'm not doing this with you because... You know, he's a he's an anti-hero of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he's just a bad guy. He's <laughs> maybe an anti-hero. <laughs> you know. Not really he's doing off. good things for the wrong reasons. I mean, potato, potato. <laughs> I identify with fake Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I, as, as I progressively got more and more drunk during the movie... I like thought it was Lawrence Fishburne by the end of it, and then they kind of just kill him at the end. They just leave him on the balcony of the building, or not even the balcony. He's just outside the window on the ledge. Yeah. Don't worry, let him suffer there for a little bit as they walk away, <laughs> and a gentle breeze could kill him. But whatever. And now, I mean, I guess you know he was a bad guy, and that was his punishment. He was the second in command. Off. He was the second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was his punishment for for jerking off to the Playboy with the secret. Uh, with the secret codes in it. Yeah. Well, it's a secret MacGuffin co- there. The, the, that is the MacGuffin. Hey, MacGuffin. here we go. The jerk off But it, it, their, their whole operation, this multiracial gang who lives in Cleveland, um, their whole operation is stealing cars. So what the secret code could be, you know, is only fun to think about. You know, is it a secret code to learn how to unlock, uh, you know, uh, luxurious cars? I don't know. Is it a secret code to get into the underground base? In the government building that is that that has thousands of thousands of of cars uh, of cars, of cars. The car, just like, turning into turning into a little gold bloom. The, 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 the amount of cars is it's um uh, it's a uh, 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 it's a it's a un, unfathomable, unfathomable, unfathomable. I mean, I mean, I mean, rock star. I I would uh I'd uh. Life finds a life finds a way. <laughs> Just saying the three things we've heard him say in a movie. <laughs> Into your pussy. <laughs> hey, I'm there working we go. on it. I'm yeah. working on it. I, we're getting better at it. Um, the codes. We need the codes. Are we recording? Uh, no, I don't think so. That'd be great. <laughs> we need the codes. Uh, your pussy. Yeah. That's what the last five minutes of our episode should be. Just, just talking on our accents. On our, on our, on on our impressions. impressions. Yeah. Impressions. We got three stooges. Yeah. We got all three stooges down. Um, so we don't even need to try those. Um, 
I mean, but those are the easy, the easy hitters. You know, you're doing the walk-in. You're doing the gold bloom. We'll do it. Well, no. Because I can't even do the easy ones. I'm not even the low bar. I don't got a voice like you. Voice of an angel. Uh, Michelle. <laughs> hey! What? Who? Oh, my God! Mr. President just walked into my buddy's apartment? No way! Hey there. Uh, fan of the show. Miles, uh... Miles left, and I'm here. I'm here to talk to the people. Wow. Kevin, you're doing a great job. Uh, I'm speechless. You're doing a great job. I love this movie. I love uh, Avengers and Babysitting. We all know, Mr. Barack, that... Uh, can I call you Mr. Barack, or is it Mr. Obama? <laughs> oh, please. Call me Barry. Barry! We all know you're a fan of pop culture, so I'm, I'm assuming you have seen this movie. One of my favorite movies. Um... Uh, I like the part where the guys start getting a little pussy. <laughs> hey! Oh, you naughty president. Yep. Michelle's on her book tour right now. But uh, every night I text her. I say, hey, Michelle, can't wait till you get home so I get some pussy. You're just always going to go back to that well. <laughs> is every impression just All right, well, so, so you can I'm, get uh, to say the word pussy? I <laughs> uh, see Miles is coming in. I'm going to head out. Uh, oh, excuse me. I'm going to head out. Uh, the chopper's ready. It's just got fueled. I'm going to... Good, day, good evening. Have a good, have a good time. I'm, I'm walking away. Vamanos, Mr. President. Safe travels. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, man, I was in the bathroom. Was, uh, don't was worry. that? I heard a chopper going off. Eh, don't was, worry. Nothing really happened. Nothing? Nobody important came over. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. You didn't miss a beat. All right. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm sorry I left. I guess that's just, I guess we're just going to have to, I mean, I hate to do this, but I guess we're just going to have a lackluster ending. I didn't yeah. think of anything. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't I be thinking of anything. Don't be so hard on yourself. Next time. Was it, I mean... I just you? sat here in silence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess when I listen to it, I won't run into anything crazy. No, don't worry about it. This has been High Concept. I am your host, <laughs> Kevin Minetti, <laughs> with my co-host, <laughs> Big Daddy Dingo. That Miles. Miles, thank God. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, highly recommended Adventures of Babysitting. It's a fun family adventure with a little bit of cussing and swear words and sexual implications. Oh, but, naughty. Uh, but, you know, check it out if you have any spare time and want to watch an easy and fun movie. Yeah, I also heard that this is uh, Barack Obama's favorite movie. Oh, really? Yeah. That's random. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Favorite. Super weird. Big, big Anyways. Words. Good night. See ya.